that's what it's all about is making a connection with another person and feeling good about yourself and representing uh, something that you're passionate about. So, But to go and to be able to transform into this different person that's not, uh, you know, necessarily a mom of three kids mm -hmm. cleaning up spills and getting, it, it's just, it, it's escaping. Right. Welcome to Cosplay and Cocktails. This is Paige. And this is Jessie. And uh, we are, uh, listen, mistakes have been made already. And Oh yeah, I forgot we need to do corrections. Oh yeah, well that's not the mistakes I oh. was talking about, but... I Yeah, well, before we forget, in episode three, mm -hmm. which was where Paige asked me 20 questions, I said that Dan Harmon created scrubs because I had, was intoxicated. Um, it's community that he created. Mm -hmm. um, Here's the thing you need to understand is that the whole title of this is Cosplaying Cocktails where we not only talk about things that happen while we're having cocktails, you know, when we've had cocktails, stories of con and cosplay while drinking, but we are drinking while we're recording these and mm -hmm. uh, we, you know, if that's the worst mistake we make, then... yeah. Praise, praise uh, be. Speaking of drinking while we're recording Oh, this. yeah. Jesse. So, I am actually down where Jesse lives today. I'm not going to name the name. Yeah. Uh, visiting my... her. And we're uh, going to do like a, a podcast marathon. <laughs> Podcasting marathon. Yeah, is... we're just going to hang out. We're going to watch Murder by Numbers. Yep. Eat yep. food. And tomorrow is Lunar New Year. Start of Lunar New Year. eat some Year. Panda Express. So we're going to get some. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, probably all the Asian star at some point right. during weekend. Um, but so Jessie being the great hostess she is and sticking to her promise that she made in episode I three, I made not only cocktails, but I made us each a signature cocktail came up with a cocktail that was inspired by a mixture of our personalities, the types of flavors that we like and our first fandoms. And I gave Aww. them names after our first fandoms. Paige doesn't know the name yet. She's no, gonna, I told her I wanted to keep it yeah. a surprise. And it is very good. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, and we're going to put the recipes up on social media somewhere. Yeah, they'll be Personal. probably linked to this right. episode, They're I both very simple recipes. Um, and you can <laughs> change them for your own taste. But I thought that would be cool uh, to kind of incorporate the second part of our name and uh, also more interesting for us and also it gets Paige to stop drinking natter days <laughs> and being such a frat boy <laughs> so um what I made for this episode this was the one that was inspired by Paige and the name of it is the summer slayer <gasps> oh I didn't wait for your drama oh, I'm sorry. sorry so the summer slayer because Buffy Summers yeah and she is a slayer so it's inspired by both you and your personality the taste and flavors that you like and Buffy the Vampire Slayer so um it's it also I liked the summer because it's a very light refreshing it is cocktail. it was very it was very uh, crisp and refreshing like it would be really good to have on a hot day right so I thought the summer kind of played into that and what it is is it is uh seltzer water I use flavor seltzer water so uh grapefruit in one and mango in the other but you can use really whatever flavor seltzer you prefer and then uh ruby red grapefruit vodka 
Oh. And that's what the alcohol was in it. Yeah. yeah. And then um, edible silver glitter. Glitter. Dust. It was yeah. so cute. Yeah. So yeah. she let me taste both um, versions. She made one with the... With the grapefruit, because I love grapefruit. Right. Um, and that's why I, the original one I did was with the grapefruit. Mm-hmm. And for me, it was a lot of grapefruit. Mm-hmm. But I know you love I love grapefruit. grapefruit. But when she let me taste, I could tell which one was grapefruit mm-hmm. and which one was different. Um, and the mango, I actually liked. Uh, I like. Yeah, the, I would recommend the, the mango. Unless you're just super, 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 super obsessed with grapefruit that you use a non-grapefruit. I, I think you, I don't think you taste it anymore, though. Uh, it, in the you know it's not like double grapefruit right it's just uh just grapefruit. it's it, a little bit one note right the grapefruit yep. vodka and the grapefruit i suggest also. the mango for sure uh the sugar dust or pineapple is, might be really good with right. it or um i put it into several different and those were the two mm-hmm, that you like the that best. i like the best yeah. um I actually like the mango better, but... Uh. Oh, tell them what, what the guy at the liquor store said when you were oh. buying your supplies. <laughs> yeah, so there's a local liquor store that I normally go to, and I knew I wanted to develop. I knew Paige was coming down for the whole weekend, and we'd be de- uh, we'd be recording several episodes, probably over the course of a couple days, maybe. So I wanted to uh, stock up while I was there at the liquor store. And so, I and I picked up a couple things for me. I picked up... Uh, stuff to make Manhattans, because as I said, Manhattan's my favorite cocktail, and uh, some sake and some couple other things. And when I can't say because I don't want Paige to know what the second cocktail is, the one inspired by my first fandom and my personal taste. So uh, when I went and took all my items up to the counter, the guy was like, oh, are you stocking up for the bar? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do not have a home bar. but You uh, do now. Yeah, I mean, maybe I did get like a cocktail making like little set from my cousins for Christmas. Yeah. And I have been like, it was super fun. Not only like developing cocktails uh-huh. that would taste good that weren't like from a recipe, you know, or like a traditional cocktail, but also like thinking the fun little names and like mm-hmm. putting our spin on it. So, uh, I think I'll probably keep doing it. So. Um, so a different corner I have, which like I said, just, the drinks were really, it was good. It was great. I'm excited to see what the next one is. Um, but, um, another, uh, listener request that we've had is to talk about some shows that we're into right now. Oh. Is there anything you're watching right now? I didn't see that. Um, mm, I just, when nothing new that's nothing out. New. No, I mean, I just watch Watchmen. The yeah. HBO series Watchmen, it was very good, but it's not new. No. Um, Black, I mean, Black Mirror. I, right. <laughs> I'm pretty much constantly rewatching like the episodes of Black Mirror that I really, really like. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, I haven't been, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been really busy at work this week. We had uh, a, one of our, a big event that we normally hold in the fall. Uh, we had. This past week instead, so I've been pretty busy with that. Yeah, uh, at work. So yeah, I just watched Watchmen. I really liked it, but you know, it's nothing new. I don't have cable here or any access to. I mean, we like don't that, have cable so. either. Yeah, uh, and I think the last movie you saw was Rise of Skywalker, right? In theaters. Yeah, yeah. I no. bought Parasite, which is excellent. You should all watch Parasite. And it was a Globin. It won mm. the Golden Globe. Yeah. <laughs> Is it won the Goblin Globe? Yes, it won the Goblin Globe. 
The Green Goblin Globe. Uh, yeah, it's a very different movie and uh, very well done. Uh, I thought uh, it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, I think the last thing we'd both seen in theaters was Rise of Skywalker, so. Which, yeah. Uh, Duh. I th- yeah. I'm really excited for Birds of Prey. I am strangely too. Like, uh-huh. DC's normally not my, mm-hmm. my jam, and I did not, I, I've never even seen Justice League all the way through. I've not been able to I sit through like it. I didn't like Suicide Squad. I didn't hate Suicide Squad, but I didn't, I didn't love it. I didn't say I hated it, I just said I didn't <laughs> like it. I didn't, I didn't love it. But yeah, the previews for Birds of Prey have been very yeah. intriguing for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think she does a really good job. Yeah. And I think I think the introduction of some of the other characters are going to be really good. So, um, yeah, I I'm trying to think of anything I've watched recently. <laughs> um, Sabrina just launched la- the oh, new yeah. uh, mm-hmm. seasons of Sabrina just launched last night. I've not had a chance to watch it. Um, I am in the middle of finishing the latest season of Good Girls on Netflix, which has, um, oh gosh, um, Retta from Parks and Rec. Uh huh. And, and Christina Hendricks. Is it Christina Hendricks? Yes. Or is it because you get I confused? I do. It's not Bryce Dallas Howard. It, Howard. It's Christina Hendricks. Okay. And then, um, it's not Jessica Chastain. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Christina. I'll get, I've got it. You keep talking. Okay. And then, it. um, she was on Parenthood. The do- uh, hold on, I got yeah. The girl me. on Parenthood. Oh gosh. Oh no. What's it called? Good girls. Yeah, good I girls. I put in bad girls and I got bad girls. The silly story of four sexy hookers. Oh no. <laughs> uh, yeah, good girls. It's a Netflix original and it's the second season they just put out within the last couple months and I just got around to watching it. Mae Whitman it is, is the Christina other girl. Hendricks. Christina Hendricks and uh, Retta. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have, like, she doesn't use the last name, right? No, it's just Retta. From uh, Parks and Rec. And I love the first season, and this season has been just as good. And Matthew Lillard? Yeah, Matthew Lillard's in it. I think whenever, so I think we had just talked about Matthew Lillard in, like, a random context. <laughs> I think you're actually right. I think I had a dream about Matthew <laughs> yes, Lillard. Yes, you did. <laughs> and so we talked about Matthew Lillard, and then I started, like, the first season of Good Girls, and I was like, Matthew Lillard? <laughs> Aren't you only allowed he to do, was, like, Scooby-Doo and Scream? That was Netflix. He was in Upper Creek, I think. With Seth Oh, my Green. gosh. With Seth Green. Yes, yeah. you're right. He was. Anyway, this has been Matthew Lillard. <laughs> this so, has been your Matthew Lillard update. So, um, so Good Girls was really good. I'm excited to finish. Like, I need to finish that before I can start Sabrina. Because once I start Sabrina, like, I'll, I'll want to finish it. So, I'll finish Good Girls probably in the next couple days after I leave, uh, I almost said the city name where Jesse lives, and um, and then I'll start Sabrina, and um, then oh, I finished uh, you season two. Uh, a couple yeah, weeks ago. I can't get into it. Yeah, I didn't like the second. I really liked the first season. It was it was very intriguing, and I was interested, and it really caught my attention. But the second season, like it wasn't bad, but I did not like it as well. Yeah, I've got a student who keeps. I watched a little bit of the first season. I don't think I ever made it through. I've got a student who likes Black Mirror who keeps saying like, "You gotta watch you." I like the first season but, really well. Uh, I've been. You know, I, my go-to is That's not really your thing, though. Like, I've never yeah. suggested that to you yeah. as, like, a, you should watch that. I like Law & Order reruns. <laughs> I'm very into Jerry Orbach. So, um, yeah, I also watch Law & Order reruns pretty much constantly. So, that'll be pretty every um, episode. I did watch that imagine. Don't Fuck With Cats. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, I don't think I finished it. I think I have one more episode left to go, but like the first episode, have you seen it? No, I haven't. Everybody says it's good and everybody says it's not what you would expect. It's not. So. I, so I just happened to see it and like, this was before, I don't even remember when this was, before New Year's, maybe between Christmas and New Year's and, uh, we put the kids to bed and I was like, Jericho, sit down and watch this with me. Like I've heard, like it's really good. The first episode, like I had to cover my eyes and like put hands over my ears through part of it. Like it was rough. Past the first episode, like it's not as bad and, and like it's more less shocking and more interesting. But uh um. but yeah, so first uh the the first episode, like if you go to watch it warning, like it's it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. That's but it, I enjoyed it, and I'm interested. I've been to trying. See. There's like a bunch of HBO series that I've heard are really good, and people. So like, I literally this past weekend we had a long weekend yeah. for Martin Luther King Day. So I was like, I'm just gonna stay around the house and like clean and mess around with the cocktails for our podcast because I knew you were coming down, and uh, then and I'm gonna watch these uh, HBO series. So I watched Watchmen, and I really liked it. I watched The Righteous Gemstones. Which... Have you watched his Dark Materials yet? It's it, That's one of the ones I <sighs> I still have not started it. Well, it's got James McAvoy, which we both love. Right. It's got Lin-Manuel Miranda, who I love right. big time. Yeah, so, like it's well, when I'm like, why of... have I not watched this? <laughs> this is a corner we'll probably are going to uh, <laughs> integrate in the podcast. My father... Called Fred Fridays. Fred Fridays. It Fred, is Friday. It, it is Friday. Yeah. Friday. Yeah, so for Fred Friday... Uh, we were, for Thanksgiving, we went to visit my brother and my mom and my brother and I left my dad at the hotel to go and visit one of his friends and her family and dad is kind of antisocial, so he didn't want to go. We got back, he said, what movie did I just watch? And I said, dad, I don't know. I wasn't here. And he said, well, it had some wizards oh and... my gosh I remember. so one of our fa- i sorry this is an interruption but one of our favorite things to do is thank god fred doesn't yeah. know how to listen to podcasts and he only likes youtube he may figure it out yeah <laughs> he wouldn't be offended if to uh, know. he so jesse will text me whenever he she is home with them and he wants them to order from our <laughs> local chinese restaurant right and she'll be like guess that menu on the right so item on the menu which it's our only chinese restaurant in town so like we all know the menu and it's chinese food right. so you know they have what a normal chinese you know like right general so chicken right uh, egg foo young chow mein lo mein lo mein right chicken fried rice right. like so uh so we know the like we know we all know the menu right or sort of and so she'll be like this is the description he yeah gave the me. last time he wanted me to order chinese food for him i said well what do you want and he said i want that vegetables chicken and at least two egg rolls vegetables some of you, chicken some of you might be recognizing as not a thing you can call a restaurant and order so then when i asked him what he actually meant uh, he said, you know, it's got chicken and vegetables okay, and so rice. Okay, so just go ahead and say what it is. It's, uh, it was chicken fried rice. I was wrong it. every time I guessed. Well, I was because wrong. Because I, like, the rice is the main thing in chicken fried rice, and he acted like the chicken and the vegetables. Right. That's why, were... I think that's what threw me off. I was like, wait, rice was nowhere in that equation. Right. So. But so, so her dad just, like, it's just a constant thing, like, what is Fred talking right. about? And my mom is very good. My parents have been married for 38 
years. Oh, I'm a child of divorce. So. <laughs> this is about to become a whole different podcast. <laughs> uh, my parents have been married for 38 years, so my mom will know exactly what nonsense. Usually, if it's something that she knows, right. so she knew exactly what the vegetables chicken were. I had to uh, text her and be like, what does he what? want? He doesn't know. He keeps calling it vegetables chicken. But so the movie that he quote unquote described to me was uh, it has wizards. Right. And all the wizards have little animal friends. Right. And they were being mean to kids. Right. And so I my, said, my guess was, my guess well, was Fantastic Beast. Right. And I asked him to elaborate on being mean to kids. He said, I don't know. They were kidnapping them or something. Oh, I don't think you told me that part. Uh, well, I didn't want to give too much away. Right. I would have guessed probably at that <laughs> they were point. Being mean to kids. So it turned out it was not, in fact, a movie. It, it was, in fact, the show, uh, His Dark Materials. Right. Which, I mean, is not a terrible description. No, no. Of His Dark Materials. Uh, all right, guys. So we're going to record a little extra for an episode because today we got our first listener email from someone that we don't know in real life yeah he's <laughs> right from so from a listener that just happened to find us um uh, up until this point we have gotten listener emails but they've all been people that we know in real Friends life or family, right. Right. um so we got our first listener from someone who just happened across our podcast one of us may have cried it was when, her it was her me if you yeah one of us has been a little bit, a little bit weepy today. It's been going through some stuff, so uh, it was really cool to get that. So now I think Paige, we have gotten her permission, and so Paige is going to read her story and her uh, prompt for us, and then we're going to answer her prompt for us. So that is correct. Okay, so um, this is from Mackenzie, um, and she says, "Dear Jesse and Paige." Hi, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, and I've been a cosplayer for 12 years, and I found your podcast a few days ago. I'm very excited to have a fun new podcast about nerdiness and cosplay from fellow grown ladies. I really love cosplay story times, specifically ones on YouTube with very clickbait dramatic titles. So in in bold, she has here, so... Which of your cosplay stories would make the best clickbait video title? And what would the thumbnail look like? Um, and then she, she's giving us hers as well. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, read hers. And her um, clickbait title says, OMG con elevator tried to kill me? Uh, exclamation question mark. True story. Okay. Uh, back when OMGCom was still in Paducah, Kentucky, 2006 to 2013, and then she has in parentheses, although this story takes place in 2011 or 12, I was 14, and f- 14 or 15 and a little idiot, as most of us were at that age. The convention was held in a two-story, slightly older building that had a smaller elevator for the main area stairs. Mind you, this is almost 10 years ago, so no OMG con historians come after me for, if I get something wrong with remembering the architecture. They won't. We won't let them come after you. <laughs> yeah. Remember <laughs> um, how many knives I have? She just has, a lot. She has a lot of knives. Uh, so she continues, the only people that should have been using the elevator were people that actually needed it. People with disabilities, people that were exhausted, cosplays that would be dangerous to walk up and down stairs in, etc. But no, this was still the area area of era of what what how do we say that? 
Well, I don't know because I don't have it in front of me. Oh, no. <laughs> Y-A- Y-A-O-I. I don't know. Oh, no. Okay, so I we, don't, we have to Google it. I'm sorry. I don't know how to say it. Paddles and glomping. Uh, judgment was not high on our list of stats. Someone decided uh, that the appropriate course of action was to say, it has something to do with manga. Am I correct? It's boy love. Boy love. boy love. Right. And I found manga about it too. Like boy on boy homoerotic. Yeah. Right. Well, Japanese manga is Japanese, but like, right. yeah, I don't know how it's pronounced. I've never heard it said out loud. I've only yeah. seen it written. Right. So um, she said someone decided that the appropriate course of action was to stuff as many cosplayers into the tiny elevator as possible. There were about 10 of us squished in the inn, and the elevator goes up to the first floor like normal. Then nothing. The doors didn't open and the panic set in. Con Funk was strong <laughs> with oh. one of the cosplayers. Um, someone's colored hairspray covered head was in my face. I'm a crybaby and I start to whimper. And Edward Elric cosplayer says, guys, I think I might oh, be claustrophobic. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to tell you where that's from because I know you don't know. And everyone tried to give them as much space as possible. Would you like to interject here? I was just going to tell you what that cosplay is because I know you don't know it. It's well, from go ahead. Full Metal, Full Metal Alchemist. Oh, right, right. Okay. Or Full Metal Alchemist, brother. That's one of the, I, I was like, that's one of the animes I know. So let me guess. <laughs> um, it was like we were all getting a taste of purgatory for, uh, let's see, the con gods were giving us a warning not to take advantage of modes of accessibility and to respect the con space as I will warn everyone to do. After what was probably the longest five minutes of my life, the elevator doors opened and we all spilled out like newborn calves, <laughs> gulping the clean, cool air of Kentucky, of Kentucky in June. After our little soiree, the elevators were just for those who needed them, which I think is pretty wise. Luckily, no one was injured and the elevator continued to work like usual. So all, all's well that ends well, I suppose. And then she goes on uh, to praise us a little bit more and tell us to keep up the good work. And uh, we really appreciate her email. So Aww. before we get into our, I know I'm so excited about it. Yeah. Before we get into our clickbait titles, I I have a very Jesse and we I both have a story. Our, our elevator death story. Yeah, we have an elevator story. So we've mentioned in previous episodes and and probably future episodes, um, what we call Corgi Gorgle, um, which is a Dragon Con themed or just Con themed snacks that we're well, chasing. They're, right, they're they're fandom themed snacks that are located at the Dragon Con Correct. surrounding area. Since right. it's such so, a big service area con, there are a lot right. of restaurants that buy into the Correct. convention theme. So, um, so in one particular year, uh, we were really excited to go find uh, the Demi Gorgon. Um, Two years ago, I think. Right. Snack that was available, um, a dessert that was available at one of the restaurants. Um, we had seen uh, the name of the restaurant. We went there and oh, yeah. we were turned away a couple different times anyway. Away. <laughs> well, they were like, we don't have it. <laughs> we weren't turned away like you peasants. There's um, no for you at this end. <laughs> but so we ended up one night after having several drinks up on the 72nd floor of the Westin. Yeah, it's Westin. Okay. Um, and um, I don't know the phone number. You could have very I'm well pretty pulled that out of your ass. 70, Pretty positive it's the 72nd floor. Um, but we, we took an elevator up. 
uh, to the 72nd floor and there was a restaurant and a bar up there. Spoiler, we still didn't get this dessert because we had to actually eat at the restaurant and you had to order an entree and it was just a mess. But yeah, we had already eaten. Right. So we so just we, we sat um we sat down and had a drink up there because we had taken the elevator up. We're like, well, we might as well have a drink. We had a drink and it happened to be like a prom or a homecoming or some kind of uh, high school dance. Informal wear. Correct. And they were all at this restaurant. And so when we went to leave, um, there was a line at the elevator and um, people got into the one that we had taken up. And glass then, elevator. Yes, glass <laughs> elevator. Very high up. Um, they a group of people got into the elevator that we had taken up. So we went to take the elevator, the next elevator um, that came available and a group of us get in and the elevator, like the doors don't close all the way. Right. Uh, I don't remember exactly. It's <laughs> the it doors. Didn't close. The, doors didn't... the doors closed. I felt like, right, right. Like the doors started to close and then kind of stopped, but the elevator started going down. And it, right. But then it jerked and stopped. And then it and jerked now's a good time to mention that I am very afraid of heights. <laughs> she was not excited about going and up there. And so I <laughs> pushed the door open and mm-hmm. got back out. And there, some of the teenager boys that were there were like kind of laughing about it. They're like, no, she was like, nope, not, not today. today. I, was like, I was like, yeah, you're right. I wasn't like, I don't like heights. I don't like you know, like in a glass elevator, it looked out onto the whole city, which is very beautiful. But for someone who's afraid of heights, very disconcerting. Yeah. So uh, we yeah, also, it was a little. It was very funny after the fact for me because I'm not afraid of heights. But it was a little scary in the moment for sure because it did jerk and it was very like not normal. I literally was like, no. Uh, this yeah. is my survival and I am not dying on this elevator today. <laughs> right. But yeah, Jesse, Jesse was killing me. Like I was dying laughing at uh, her, my but it terror. was very, it was very my- alarming. Yeah. 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 For so me. That is our, so yeah. Our so was, yeah. We thought that when we got uh, the email, we we're like, Oh, that's strange. We also we have an elevator. Died. I mean, we have a lot of elevator stories. Like you're always like, there's always people like singing in the con like elevators or like just well, not really a lot just because like our first year in the host hotel there were more because right. you have to take the elevator up to your room when you're in a host hotel cause, right uh the stairs and the different elevators only go to certain floors right right so um yeah but, yep. yeah. So that is our elevator story. Jesse, are you ready with your clickbait story? Uh, you want me to do mine first? Yeah, go for it. One specific story. I picked it based on, I wanted a very dramatic clickbait, <laughs> clickbait uh, telenovela style uh, title. So it's something that's happened to me multiple times. I have a couple specific instances in mind, but my clickbait title would be uh I met my long lost family at a con. <laughs> um, so what is your, what's your thumbnail look like? The thumbnail would be. Uh, Cause it has to be something kind of over the top. Well, if the thumbnail is going to be over the top. It would probably be us with that T-Rex, that picture that you hate. <laughs> I <didn't know. laughs> um. And I would say like the T-Rex is, you know, my, but so one thing that has happened, like you said, I picked this based not on the necessarily the, 
the story, but which I think it is a cool thing that happens, but on the clickbaitedness of the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, again, it comes back to the way that cosplay connects you to other people. So mm-hmm. something that I really love is when you're in cosplay and then you run into someone in a cosplay that goes with yours. So mm-hmm. it's like your significant other, or if it's like your mom or so, for example, the one that immediately came to my mind was the year I cosplayed Leia. Right. And or Leia, like several Luke's came up to me and were like, Hey sis, or something like that. Uh-huh. Like, so just that small interaction like just a little cute like when we were standing outside of the Westin um after Heroes and Villains one year and that Batman came up to me and was like hello Selena right, <laughs> scared right. the crap out of me right so you not only like not only is it in kind of a funny like haha this is my cosplay brother this is my cosplay wife or whatever you know but also in the more sappy probably gonna make myself cry again uh, like you do kind of meet your long lost family at con. Cause you meet people that are into, especially if it's something niche. Like, um, when I met those people that, uh, that couple that cosplayed as being puppy cat at bunny mm-hmm. hut. Yeah. And like, you know, you meet the, your family that's, uh, not your, you know, obviously what? not your blood family. I mean, maybe someone has met their blood family. At right. I could have an actual, long lost uh you know sibling out there i guess but so that was like i said just based on i try to think of something that happened that would have a good clickbait title and that was what um came to my mind immediately so like i said it wasn't one specific story but that the the luke story when i was leia was what uh because i had probably two or three different luke's come Mm -hmm. up like um and so yeah just i think that's that's cool that's a good one yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. Like I said, if it wasn't good, you can edit it out. I'll do a different one. No one will. No, I like it. That's good. Uh, um, so my clickbait title is I can't believe that happened. We almost starved at a wizard world con. Oh, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so you must um, edit their name out so you don't disparage them. Well, listen, it's not necessarily. Not, I was going to say it may or may not have had anything to do with them. Right. So we were at a Wizard World in St. Louis uh, mm-hmm. two years ago. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Um, and we uh, had there. We've been to this convention center several times, uh, like several, several times. That's we know so- where the food places are and what they are and what they have. So we weren't worried about like bringing a bunch of snacks. We we're like, oh, we can just run to this place and grab like. Right. Because we just it that morning. Like, do we want to take like. Do we want to go get breakfast? Like, or bars wanna, or something? Right. right. Um, and so, but we had decided against it because we we're like, our schedules aren't that busy. But, and like we can always one of us can always run over to this place and grab something and bring it back to the panel room or whatever like it's not a huge deal um but we get there and we we go and we start enjoying our con and um i think they all they had in the um we went out to get lunch and in the like main area and all of the places that we would normally get food at were closed. Like there was nothing. They, they were door shut, nothing going on. So yeah. we went back into the convention hall, like where the vendors are, the vendor hall. 
thinking maybe there was something open and they had like nuts roasted nuts right and, right like, maybe and popcorn maybe, yeah or pretzels or something right like, and we yeah. were like Mm, and I think they were out of pretzels. Like I feel like we went up to get something, and they it were like, might have been. I know they don't. didn't have any like meal food. Right? They were like, "Yeah, we don't have anything." And so we went back out, and we were like, "What are we gonna do?" And we walked by, and they they had in the middle of the room a Bloody Mary bar set up, and they had a, a decent amount of stuff like to garnish your Bloody Mary with. Yeah, most so- of the meat sticks were gone. Mm-hmm. Because, because I, I think everybody was people, in the right <laughs> with the same but, idea that we had. So for you know a twelve-hour con that we were at, we didn't eat anything except for I think we each had two Bloody Marys um, and the garnishes. Chock full of that. the most garnishes that you could as many garnishes as we could put in there, and probably we stuck some in our hands too. I think I we got candy at some point. We did at the but... very end, like right before the costume contest. We finally found a we found machine. like a vending machine, and we yep. like split like a pack of M and M's or something, or like yep. Twizzlers, yep. something. Yeah, uh, but yeah. so that was the one time we almost starved at a Wizard World con. So yeah, so that's, that's another. My, like, my thumbnail would probably be. Um, us drinking Bloody Mary. Yeah, we definitely looking, took like right, looking sad and pathetic. Cause, looking so starving. Yeah, yeah, it was like I said, we probably went a solid twelve hours, like you said, eating nothing but uh, celery and mushrooms <laughs> and made like pepperoncinis, right? And uh, not cheese. Not cheese. I, it was the mushrooms cheese that sticks. I thought was uh, string cheese, but it turned out to be. Mm. Like maybe mushroom cheese. stocks yeah yeah so thank you so much Mackenzie, for sending in our first listener email we are yeah. so excited it really to did. hear from you and uh it really did make me cry and uh, i called Paige <laughs> immediately and was like guess what she was like are you was wrong right are you crying <laughs> right uh, so it did mean a lot and uh if anyone else wants to uh get in touch with us uh please do we will as you heard we'll answer your question we'll read it out we'll shout you out uh let us know we'll put you on the podcast okay so we uh had to take a quick break to order you know some dinner some pizza um but we are back and today's episode we are going to talk a little bit about the history of cosplay yeah now we should say this is all research we've done very little of it yeah i know before researching right, correct it. yeah yeah this is all stuff we found online uh wikipedia i'm gonna uh, i've got all my you've got sources all your sources saved. yeah i'm an instructor <coughs> i'm all about you know mla no right. plagiarism that's that's called academic dishonesty you can get kicked out of school for that oh i'm not in school so that's the fun thing um but yeah wikipedia is where i get most of my information so i'm gonna get kicked off while jesse gets her links <laughs> pulled up um, yeah, go ahead. So cosplay uh, comes from the words costume play, um, and it is a performance art in which uh, the participants. And term I have it. Oh yeah, go it ahead. Was coined in 1984. I'm sure. I, yeah, in Japan, I was gonna get there, yeah. but that's fine. But the first cosplay was actually not in Japan. Uh, yes, I've got that too. So, um, so it's just you know people who wear cosplayers wear costumes and accessories to represent a specific character. Um, Not necessarily... Well, sometimes it's a character they... Cause the they come up one, with right, on their own, right? That's one thing that... And we'll get to this, but... The very first incidence of cosplay was not 
a specific character. Right, they so. were just like futuristic. Right, and char- a lot of people do that now, or it'll be a character that they've created either through, which we haven't really talked about this yet, Right, that you don't have to cosplay an existing character that's part mm-hmm. of it. And we do a lot of mashups as a way to more express ourselves to the cosplay, but another way you can but do that. But even your brother has done like a, and well, you did too. Did. Yeah, yeah, you so, both did. Uh, there are, you know, in Star Wars, there are a lot of different races of aliens, one of the races being Twi'leks, and there aren't a ton of specific characters from that race. There aren't uh, George Lucas's daughter. I can't remember Luna Minx. Oh, uh-huh. that's her name, Luna yeah. Minx. She's but she's a very very side character. I don't know that she has any speaking lines. She's in one of the prequels. Um, I think yep. Attack of the Clones, but um, so there are um, characters. But not any, and there are some in the Mandalorian too. That's a bit of a spoiler, I guess, if you haven't seen the Mandalorian. Yeah. But so my brother and I both cosplayed as a Twilight. He wore my Laku. But you just came up but, with your right, own. and I came up. Some people I came up with a name and a backstory kind right. of for my character, and a lot of people do that, and some people don't. But that's another way that you can cosplay without like. You know, if you're like, well, I want to cosplay Star Wars, but I don't really identify with any specific mm-hmm. character, like, make up your own character. Right. Especially steampunk is huge into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will have specific characters that they cosplay, and some people write fan fiction about their characters. DVNR and, Whoa. like... <laughs> That's a whole different yeah. episode. Right, right, right. So, um, so, yeah, so it can be either characters that are already, you know, established in a fandom or a series... And that, or you can uh, literally come up with your own characters um, or whatever. Um, so, a lot of people consider cosplaying to apply to um, costume role playing, um, but you know it's just kind of whatever whatever ends up being your dramatic um, interpretation um, of that character, whether it just be the our pizzas out of the oven. <laughs> Our pizza is out of the I oven. Just, my eyes darted up with excitement. It did. And she got very. I was having was. a stroke, but it is. Our pizza's out of the oven. <laughs> um, so the rapid growth of people cosplaying um, has grown since ni- the 1990s. Um, it's made it such a huge thing um, in Japan and other parts of Asia, and it's started to you know really, really take worldwide. hold here in the Western and, world. Right, and right. like I said, worldwide. I don't know, me, you know. I think anywhere that has conventions has cosplay. Honestly, so like Jesse said, it was uh, termed cosplay uh, in Japan in 1984, um, and it was just you know people costuming at science fiction conventions. Well, and like and they had been doing it for a while mm-hmm. in the United States, right? In New York uh, City, it says uh, it was created at the first World Science World, Fiction Convention World in New Con, York right. City. Uh-huh. Yeah. In 1939. Oh, 39, I thought 40. Mm-hmm. Well, this Wikipedia says 39, mm. so. I'll check my source while right. you're talking. Um, and those first people to wear those conventions um, were Forrest J. Uh, Ackerman and Myrtle R. Douglas. Right, and so that was one thing. You can actually look at pictures of them. Maybe we'll uh, post a picture. I've got yeah. a picture of their cosplays. The guy, Ackerman... He uh-huh. said, I felt it was sort of like I was Clark Kent when he steps into the telephone booth and comes out with a Superman suit. When I got into that costume, I walked the streets of New York with little tri- children crying out that it was Flash Gordon or Buck Rogers. Oh my god! Which I really like that quote because it's like what we talked about that like 
you know, one of the great parts about cosplay is making someone else's day, especially a kid. Absolutely. Like, someone being like, you know, even, like, if a kid doesn't know who you are, they see, like, a cool costume, and they're like, that's a superhero, or that's, you know, a princess, or right. that's whatever. So, I really like that the very first, what's that now, 60, 70, 80 years ago, mm-hmm. over 80, 81 years ago, um that that was still a part of the original one. So that's actually, I was telling Paige while we were taking a break to order pizza, I was telling her that that's something, we do have a picture of it. So I thought that might be kind of a cool cosplay to the do first cosplay. this year, was to do a cosplay of like, one of the I first cosplays. It? Yeah, yeah, that's them. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. hilarious. So they're, again, they're not specific characters. They're kind of uh, generic, futuristic. They both got capes. Um... Uh, they like kind of satiny metallic looking fabric on their pants. Uh, they're definitely very simple cosplays. I mean, and nobody would probably get it if I, cause we didn't know the history until our, I didn't. I know. Until we started, we started research. researching for this podcast. I had no clue the history of cosplay. Right. So like, I don't know that any other cosplayers would get it, but it's kind of a neat homage because mm-hmm. it is something that's so important to both of us. Absolutely. I thought that might be kind of... So I don't know if I'll do it for Dragon Con, but I would like to one day try to... The only thing that sucks is it was 1939, so this is not a color picture, mm-hmm. so uh, it's going to be We have no idea to, what color it is. Well, and also, obviously, materials. My information says one of them was wearing a green cape, and that's all I have. I had green somewhere, I think, yeah. so... Um, so... Uh, really what we get into next is like the rules of com of costuming because I think that was the next step they had to do was once once people right. started doing it is okay we've got to establish some rules because as Jesse and I were talking about earlier right like a cosplay a no costume is no costume so right. that's one of the established rules I will say Dragon Con especially late at night we just discussed earlier we may do an episode called Dragon Con after or just dark. Con after dark right. <laughs> first new contestant was at WorldCon, uh, at a WorldCon masquerade in ni- 1952, um, but it really, like, people really went all out with it in the 70s and 80s. They right. were like, yeah, man, like, we want to be I naked. Got, I had 60s and 70s okay. of mine, but I'm guessing Somewhere by the 80s, they had probably, most places had probably instituted right. no costume. Right, no costume. so like Jesse said, that eventually led to no costume is no costume, which fully banned nudity, although, you know, obviously, like she said, uh, partial nudity was still allowed. You're in danger, girl. <laughs> so something else interesting I found was that um, another costume that instigated a rule change was an attendee at the 20th Worldcon in 1962, and she had like a blaster prop that fired um, a jet jet with fire like it had fire coming out of like this jet pack and um oh i lost it oh no uh which led to like real fire being banned um and then at the 30th world well i mean here's the thing so i i think i'm the only one that's bought my ticket for dragon con this year i bought my ticket yes here's when i bought my ticket i had to read like the rules Mm -hmm. of dragon con and sign a waiver and I did look over them again just to make sure there wasn't anything new. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like I'm signing something. Right. I'm that person who's like, well, I'm, it's legally binding document right. even though it's online. And because I had to physically sign with my fingers. So I was wondering, oh, I don't know what they weird. do if you're on the computer. I guess use the mouse. Right. But um, anyway, so I went through it. And it, I don't remember seeing anything specifically huh. about fire. Well, so this is what I was really leading <laughs> Probably to. Probably there is. I've never right. seen anyone fire and Somebody well, because you it. couldn't have fire in a hotel. That's probably true. Though. You know, Just assuming like you'll follow the law. So, um, and maybe at like the parade they allowed like allow like I'm fire sure and on stuff. the vehicles, right? 
So because there are people who like drive diesel trucks that have like those exhausts that are fire. Here's the crazy thing. Is that uh, <laughs> at the 30th World Con? There's in 1972, there was an artist named uh, Scott Shaw, and uh, let's see, I don't know if it's a he or she. Is um, this all from Wikipedia? And most of it, yeah. Okay, I was um, gonna try to get you to. Um, they so they wore a costume largely composed of peanut butter. Huh. Peanut butter. And um, I mean, people it represented now. Well, okay, so this person was an artist, and it represented shit. Um, his own underground comic character called the Turd. Gross. The peanut butter rubbed off, doing damage to soft furnishings and other people's costumes, and then began to go rancid under the heating the heat of the lighting. So, using food as part of your cosplay began, like, in, in certain manners became right. banned at a lot of places. Or at that event, anyway. Well, I was using body paint. Like, we've definitely seen some stuff stained by body paint before. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And we've had, um. Which is another thing. That'd be a good episode or part of an episode in the future to talk about body paint. Yeah, for sure. Or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's trials and tribulations. <coughs> Uh, so yeah, so, you know, obviously, like I said, when you're getting into something like this that maybe you've not, uh, you know, you're new with costumes or, you know, costumes are new at conventions, you're going to have to start implementing rules because, you know, Mm -hmm. people will just do whatever the fuck they want all the time. Um, were you worried? No. Okay. Um, so... So as these conventions became became bigger and bigger and, you know, people started dressing up more and it just became more of a thing. Um, so in uh, 1960, EasterCon in London, they think, was the first uh, British-based convention. Okay. Um, uh, oh, and it had a fancy dress party as part of its program. So, fancy like, a dress, masquerade. Well, fancy dress is just, like, costuming. Like, oh, that's okay. what they call, like, a costume party is a fancy dress party over there. I studied abroad in England. <laughs> well, it says uh, Worldcon, the 15th Worldcon, is where they had their first um, convention masqueraded. So, I don't know. Um, and in uh, 1969, do you know what happened then? In the U.S.? Mm, if I had, I I would have to look for A it. specific convention started. In 69? Was that San Diego Comic-Con? It would have been the Star Trek conventions. Oh. Yeah. It's just called Star Trek convention? Yeah. Or just as a general rule, Star Trek convention oh. started about that time. Okay. Um, so it's not like an one fish, official right. convention. Uh, do you have a lot of information on Jap- uh, Japanese like in conventions and stuff? No. No. Well, well, I mean, just that, like, I have, like, it's weird because although it's a Japanese term, and it did, it seems like it blew up in Japan first, a lot of the first are actually in the United States, like, the first, like, I want to say that I read the first manga cosplay was in the United States, so, um, although I always kind of assumed, it it was one of those, like, I knew people dressed up for cons back in the day, uh-huh. but I kind of assumed that cosplay started with anime. Right, and I have that the the first documented case of costuming at a fan event, anyway, 
in Jap- Japan was um, in 
I'm gonna assume that you maybe know what Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show is. Yeah, we can is. go into it a little bit. It's ba- again, it was a stage show first, and then became a movie. It was the Rocky Horror Show, it became the Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it's the movie. It's a musical written by Richard O'Brien, who's also in it, uh, and uh, it's kind of a weird. It's about a tr- uh, sweet transvestite, <laughs> and he's from the planet Transylvania. And, and he's played by the terrifying Tim Curry. I think Well, the, in the movie, he's played by the terrifying Tim The Curry. gift to humanity, Tim Curry. No, a, like a full, like it's just, they don't show the movie, it's just a production. A cast, right. Sometimes they do a shadow cast, so they have people acting it out while the movie plays in the background, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's just the movie. Right. And then a lot of the attendees will dress up as characters in the movie, and, uh, a lot of a lot of times, if you're watching the movie, it, they'll have the words which most. Oh, oh, we gotta get our oh. pizza, guys. Brb. <laughs> okay, so yeah, Rocky Horror, like it's a it's a cult favorite, and you know you dress up and you go, and it's a whole experience. You act it out with a group, with a group, well, you don't with the act audience. It out, but there's like cues. You say right, things. yeah. And I think most people probably right. Do most that. of you know this. But that's just another kind of form of cosplaying, honestly, which right, was really what I was is. getting into mm-hmm. there. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, and they do, I think, every year for the past several years at least, a um, Rocky Horror at Dragon Con. Right. And uh, uh, some of the Wizard Worlds we've been, we've been to. At least one, it. yeah. Mm-hmm. At least one or two, yeah. Right. So, um, and I'm sure there were probably other. I didn't see any specifically in my research. But there were probably other cult films like that. And I know one of the things I read, since cosplay did kind of start in the late 30s, early 40s, there wouldn't have been television then. A lot of them were either characters from radio plays right, or characters from books. Mm-hmm. So that was another thing back then is having, you know, not that you don't have freedom today because like we said, you can always change a cosplay to suit your needs, but... You had to have a little bit more imagination back then. Uh, right. Um, so, uh, well, you know, yeah, but, like, and also that's kind of, like, more imagination, but also kind of more freedom, too. Mm -hmm. Not that you don't have freedom. Like I said, you can always change things, but, you know, you change things too much, probably not going to necessarily be recognized. Right, absolutely. All right, so, this is about how... The term cosplay got started in Japan and how cosplay in general got started in Japan. And this says, again, forgive me on the pronunciation. I'll do the best I can. Um, in 1984, this is from Paige's notes, so I'm assuming Wikipedia. Yep. Kobuyuki Takahashi, founder of Studio Hard, attended the 42nd World Con in Los Angeles. He was impressed with the masquerade and reported on it in my anime, coining the term cospure, which from which cosplay is derived in the process. His report also encouraged Japanese fans to include more costuming in their own conventions. The initial report also used the terms costume play, and then it's got the Japanese, which I won't read, and the, <laughs> and the English hero costume operation. But cospure was the term that caught on. As... And as stated above, costuming had been a fan activity in Japan from the 1970s, and it became much more popular in the wake of Takahashi's report. 
The new term did not catch on immediately, however. It was a year or two after the article was published before it was in common use among fans at conventions. It was in the 1990s, after exposure on television and in magazines, that the term and practice of cosplaying became common knowledge in Japan. So, uh, early 90s, it looks like, for... um, And then this next part talks about um, something that I've got in my notes which is in Japan, they have cosplay cafes. So they have oh, right. maid cafes, which are uh, the waitresses kind of cosplay as cutesy maids, and they kind of we have... Wa- there was part of that on Queer Eye mm-hmm. in the Japan series, right. series well, no, I they think just she did. There, yeah, right? she yeah. was a waitress there. And or... then there's also like uh, fandom or anime-specific cafes. Like I know there's a Pokemon cafe. Why aren't they... we in Japan? That's a great question, girl, because we haven't made that deal from the last episode. Oh, right. Jesse's still single. Yeah, I am still (laughs) single as of... Nothing has changed between last week and this week when the two podcasts are coming out. So... We'll post updates on that, but listen, it's still an open deal. (laughs) Great. Not an open deal. (laughs) Open. Not open to anyone. I mean, maybe open to anyone who can take us to Japan. Listen... I really want to go to Japan. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so the way it's kind of evolved in Japan is kind of different than here. We obviously don't have cosplay cafes. I think it's really cool if we did. Maybe that's a potential business venture for Listen, us in the future. We make lots of money on this podcast, and uh, yeah, we open our first uh, cosplay cafe. I don't even know if we'd have to make that much, just like enough for a down payment. <laughs> Please donate money to our Patreon. Oh, right. We'll have a Patreon up in just a minute. Um, So, we're going to get into uh, a whole nother episode of, like, right? Conventions? Oh, yeah. I've got stuff on history of conventions. Um, But I thought part of of cosplay is um, the competitions. We have never been in a cosplay competition before. Um, Have you? I don't keep talking. Okay, I'll think about it. so I feel like I did once, but I don't know what it would be. Um, we, since I've been cosplaying, have never been no. at a cosplay convention or a competition, um, and that's just something that's really grown since you know cosplay's been a thing. Um, and a lot of times that's like the closing feature of a convention, like uh, the main night. That's the last thing they do before, like an after party, would be a cosplay. Uh, Contest conventions, yeah, for sure. Right, for sure. Um, and DragonCon has several um, right. bigger convention conventions. I'm sure have to break it down into categories and subcategories just or because there are just so many. Only have like that's a nice thing about DragonCon is because it does have all the smaller costume contests. Like even if you're not like an elite level pro, you know you can still do a costume contest and even maybe win a costume contest mm-hmm. as just a regular fan. Whereas, not that you can at a smaller convention, but, you know, at a smaller convention where there's just one main cost- costume contest, there might be a lot more competition. So, if Absolutely. there's one... Well, and that's what this kind of gets into is that, like, for the most part, um, you know, contestants are supposed to be wearing um, cosplays that are self-made. But that's right. not always the case. Now, not that they're not made by someone that is invested in that cosplay and who right. has put a lot of work into it. But maybe that person isn't confident or doesn't want to wear the cosplay. Right. And normally that is... Oh, no. Oh, Pissed no. down! 
A shelf fell down. <laughs> Jesse's Pez shelf fell down. My shelves have not been cooperating. I if don't you have know what's any, going on. If you have any uh, shelf adhesive ideas, yeah. right, for her Pez shelves. Uh, like I was saying, there's, there are a lot, not a lot, but we see several really elaborate cosplays that, and they will tell them like, so-and-so made this, I'm just wearing it, you know, and, and they'll give credit to whoever has made it. Um, most cosplayers are wearing what they've made. because We've been to smaller conventions where like someone will have like a sponsored costume where we'll be like, this costume was made by, you know, like XYZ. Right prop house or whatever so uh the different rules you know uh also kind of have a vibe you know it makes a difference right that's what i'm saying um so at a costume uh cosplay contest um there's normally a panel of judges mm-hmm. normally they are cosplayers themselves um so some of the things they can be judged on is um resemblance to the character in terms of appearance whether that's hair makeup costume props stage stage props um craftsmanship so like quality and details of the costume and the props um how well it's made uh, maneuverability functionality of the costume quality of materials level of detail amount of effort um like percentage of the costume that is handmade because mm-hmm. some sometimes you just have to buy stuff you mm-hmm. know like um like also, if you need like led lights right most people are not going to be able to no. manufacture manufacture right. led lights in their garage um and like a, the presentation and likeness in in terms of your portrayal or your performance right. as, as that character um so you're acting basically um your posture your movement um a lot of times they will talk to the judges but we can't hear them talk. sometimes you can hear them talk right. um but a lot of times there's they don't talk or um, if they do talk. But if they do, it's... They either don't like them so we can't hear, or their costume's, like, big and bulky. And muffled. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very muffled. Um, facial expressions, interactions with the other characters if you're in a group. Mm-hmm. Um, and then audience impact, I think, has a little bit to do with it, too. How well it's perceived by... Mm-hmm. Normally, I feel like the costume t- contest is a pretty packed um, audience, you know, at most of the ones we've been to. At DragonCon, for sure. And I feel like even a lot of the Wizard Worlds we've been mm-hmm. to, like, we, we've we had to... We've stayed after a panel and just sat, sat mm-hmm. in our seats, and it normally fills up pretty or quickly. Or maybe move up a little bit, but, like, yeah, it's normally... <coughs> right. So, uh, how well the audience perceives your, your cosplay, and then, like, how you interact with the audience, um, and using you know the space on the stage that you're allowed don't always agree with who wins as cosplayers herself for sure but But, like a lot of that has to do with the fandoms we're into too well or just like you know we see one thing that's really cool or would be a specific challenge for mm -hmm. us we might have more of a you know or even just somebody that we relate to on the stage that we're like oh like right that could so i'm sure we're biased right and that's part of the judges are probably biased too. It's like, right. you know, one of those, it's no human being's going to be completely impartial. Right. So last couple things I have. Uh, first of all, in 1941, these are just interesting facts. As like we're random things. Up. Yeah. Like I said, really the only thing is modern cosplay. Again, it's gotten huge, huge, huge. Uh, the first one is back in 1941, there was... 
a man. His name is... It, all I have is Coker, which I'm assuming is his last name. Uh, he wrote that at the Third World Con, so that was in 1941, there was a cosplay that at the time cost $1,000. They called it the $1,000 cosplay. Ooh. So in today's money, $1,000 would what be... What is it? What is it in today's money, Jesse? $17,484. <laughs> is not a play off my favorite murder. That's the actual value. <laughs> That's all I can reported. think of. Seven, so like, aluminum was more expensive than gold at the time because the way to... This is my chemistry nerd coming out. The way to refined, refine aluminum was a lot... Uh, more tedious than the way to refine gold. So in the 40s, and also they used aluminum for uh, a lot of manufacturing, right? We were uh, kicking up, getting ready to jump in World War II. So um, uh, aluminum was super expensive. So this man, uh, his name was Walter J. Daugherty, and uh, he has metal supports on it made out of, again, if we can, if Paige knows how, I'm assuming we'll put a picture on this with the cosplay information. It's got metal supports, which are made from aluminum, and since during the time period, uh, it was worth about $17,000 in today's money, $1,000 at the time. Um, the other interesting thing that I found, do you know what the most expensive cosplay has been? How much? Oh my gosh. What it was. No. What is it? Guess. Well, guess how much first. Oh my gosh. Two million dollars. Mm. <laughs> well, now I shouldn't have done that because it's way less. <laughs> so the most expensive cosplay is was $30,000. That's still so this was, much money. This was as of 2016. Okay. Um, it was $30,000. And it was at New York Comic Con. What was it? It was a character called Reinhardt, who is a hero character from Blizzard's popular first-person shooter game, Overwatch. Uh, and it was created by Thomas DiPatrillo. I know That's what Overwatch name. is. Look at yeah, me. I know what Overwatch is, but I don't know this. No, I don't know that It's character. like a big, um, huge suit, like a mech suit. Yeah, so I'll try to post with the episode, like, the first yeah, cosplay. Yeah, I've got pictures of that as well. And, uh, like, the most expensive and just some of those highlights. That's yeah. really cool. Like I said, I just thought was something really interesting. Because yeah. I was like, well, I want to beat it now. So we have to, like, I've got to so get that $4 billion. So we're going to get that Patreon up ASAP. Yeah, get, because I was like, you know... I would make, like, you could just make, like, a really nice crown out of, like, precious metals and gems. Right. And then you would have the world's most expensive cosplay. Like you said, that's just the most uh, expensive recorded one that I could find. Uh, someone may, I guess, you know, like, if you're a super bougie person cosplaying and you've got, like, a $50,000 engagement ring on, I guess you'd beat it, technically, so... Okay, guys, well, we're going to wrap this episode up. Um, this has been episode five. So if you want to follow along with us on our social media and give us a like, give us a follow. And by us, you mean you. Uh, us. On social media. I represent both of us always, so you're welcome. Whoa. You're welcome. Um, if you want to follow along, give us a like, give us a follow, um, or just, you know, just keep an eye on us. Make sure we're not getting into too much trouble. Our social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram is at cosplay and cocktails pod pod you want to tell them what they can do with our email address whoa (laughs) you want to tell them what they can do with it um they can send us emails at our email about what though 
uh, what cosplay, if they're cocktails, you want to... um, ideas, uh, your per- like pictures of your cosplays, if you want us to throw them up on the social media, mm-hmm. ideas, things you want us to talk about, questions, questions you have, yeah. Um, cocktails, or, if you have recipes. Yeah, cocktail recipes, um, or just suggestions of right. cocktails. Uh, Corrections existing. corners. Yeah, things we might have screwed up. Please uh, don't be mean. Yeah, yeah, at this point, you're mean. I'll just ignore you. Right. Um, What's that email address? Jesse? Our email is cosplay and cocktails, all written out, all lo- lowercase pod, pod at gmail.com. That's gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's probably, is it connected to our Facebook and Instagram? And all yeah, that? so if you go to our Facebook. Um, Facebook, there should be like a contact us button and that should be linked to right. our email. And I believe it's also linked on our Instagram, but you know, just in case, uh, I think I also actually link it after every, uh, podcast. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's out there if you need it guys. So, yeah. uh, yeah. Are we, are we done? I uh, think we're done. Oh my gosh. We're done. Bye. Bye. And now awkward silence.